I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hola, hola, hola. Welcome back to a fresh episode of Cortezon Chronicles. We are, uh, actually, I'm your host, Ray. I'm Janice. And we are joined by... Leanne. Let's go. And what's the name of your podcast? Watch Us Thrive. All right. So <laughs> for you guys that don't know, this is Janice's sister, younger sister. Uh, she's in town visiting for a little while, and um, we're actually getting ready to thug it out with this hurricane and yes. stuff. So It's very ghetto. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, she's uh, stuck in the house with us. We figured we would uh, do a little episode. It was actually her idea, really, because she's got some questions and stuff like that. Yeah, it's going to be a a podcast swap episode. So we're going to dig into each other's brains a little bit. (laughs) Perfect. Do you have anything you want to add, baby? So I'm excited because this is not the first time that my sister and I collaborate. We've done some stuff on my other podcast, Yo Quiero Dinero, and I've also been on her podcast, Watch Us Thrive. So it's fun to like mix our content creation stuff together and like, you know, now we're bringing you into the family. So um, this is fun. Yes. A little bit of like an interrogation maybe. Just a little bit. <laughs> Okay, so I think I want to start off with a YouTube comment that we got on one of our latest posts. So um, if you didn't watch our latest episode called Sex, Lies, and Videotape, please make sure that you do because it was a juicy one. I was just about to say that was super juicy. Juicy. I was up at like 2 a.m. watching it. (laughs) (laughs) We're mixing pop culture, relationships, all the things. And so this comment was actually on that video. And it's from Afro Latin Chick. She said, I just love you two and this podcast. Keep them coming everyone needs to listen and have these types of conversations thank you for sharing your wisdom one love sweet yes thank you thank you guys please keep sharing all of your comments reviews um we love to hear it because obviously like we're doing this because we're having a lot of fun but we also want you to enjoy the content that we're creating so if you're loving this please leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts or leave a comment on our youtube channel Yes. And I think it's more exciting to watch you guys as opposed to listen. Like, I rather watch the episode than listen to it. Just because, like, you can feel the energy and your guys' vibe is just very fluent. Like, it's not forced and it's very enjoyable to watch. So, we have that natural chemistry. Yes. (laughs) It's not fake. It's not fake at all. Thank you guys for the review. That was awesome. Yep. All right. So, where do we start? 
Um, do you want me to ask you guys questions first? Because I have them ready to go. There's a couple of things that I've been wanting to, you know, really focus on Ray, because I know your side of the story, Janice, obviously, because we're sisters and we do talk. But like, I think this conversation is going to be based around the healthy relationship after leaving the toxic relationship. And our dynamics are very different. We both came from abusive relationships, me and Janice. She dealt with emotional abuse. I dealt with emotional and physical abuse, which I talk a lot about on my podcast. If anyone wants to check out the full episode, you can listen to episode 10, full in-depth story. But our dynamic is different because you are in now a healthy relationship. And me, I'm very much out of the dating scene because I don't feel like I'm ready. Yeah, you have that trauma, right? Yes, exactly. And I feel like a lot of people don't talk about how difficult that next relationship is once you're out of the toxic one and the dynamics that both of you need to deal with. So my first question is, what made you both realize that you were in love with one another and what does being in love look like for both of you? Ray, I want you to start first. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) All right, so um, I felt a crazy draw and attraction with your sister just like the energy and uh like the vibe that we had the first night that we met um at the little caddies out on on st pete beach um for sunset and stuff like that Uh, just how natural the 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 conversation was Mm -hmm. and i didn't really feel like i had to be turned on sometimes with other people you know you have to not really be fake but like you don't you don't you don't really let your guard down so you can't really be yourself yeah um so i would say i i felt the the big l word pretty quick i mean maybe within like i don't know who said it first maybe two months who did say it first (laughs) i'm putting y'all on the spot i might have said it first you Mm. and then i was like ew you're a sin (laughs) or i now that i now that i know about love bombing i felt like maybe i was low-key love bombing i didn't even realize okay so how quickly into the relationship did it happen i think maybe two months yeah okay yeah yeah, too okay. much from like the first time we hung out. Well, mine was five days, so yeah. <laughs> I have you guys beat. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it all depends on how much time you're spending with each other, right. too, right? Right, yeah. Um, and then the second part of that question, what was it again? It is, oh. what does being in love look like for both of you? Mm, so okay. what does that mean for you? So being in love for me is just um, like really best friend, like a best friendship, you know? Um, it, like it's, it's a certain type of connection and trust, mm-hmm. you know? beyond like all the walls and stuff like that of of past traumas and stuff but it's more of just being able to really truly be yourself Mm. um and wear your flaws as well too because you know you know this person is gonna you know look past those things which in turn helps you look past those things too so i've gotten a lot of like healing out of being with someone who is so open and so emotional because i'm pretty emotional for as a guy you know I'm, i'm pretty I wear my heart on my sleeve and things affect me probably more than, you know, the uh, high value male guy would be. You know, high value shout male. Shout out to the Tate Club fan club out there. <laughs> no, do not shout them out. <laughs> no, you're right. No, uh, no yeah. I get that too because that's definitely, like, I'm not super into astrology, but we both are Virgos, oh which gosh. is like one of the first green flags that I saw with you when she told me you were Virgo. I was like, oh shit, okay, I Let's like go. this guy. Right. <laughs> you know but yeah, I can I can relate to the like wearing your heart on your sleeve and leading with your heart. Right. Um, but yeah. 
And it's like whenever for people that that are like us that do that, you know, sometimes it gift and a curse. Yeah, because it opens up the window for you know the vulnerability and being taken advantage Mm -hmm. of. You know, no matter the sex or the relationship, it could be family, whatever. You know, it kind of sucks that you know accepting people for their flaws and always seeing the best in somebody at the end of the day does kind of come with its downfalls Mm -hmm. too. So yes, that was my big downfall: staying longer than I knew I should have, but seeing the potential in that person mm-hmm. and holding on to that oh but it wasn't always bad you right. know what i mean and going back to the good parts but eventually that out- outweighed the good for me right right yeah. and that's that sucks too because when you see the the real potential in somebody you're like man if you would just like cut some of that stuff out you know you would be uh way better yeah you know, even to yourself and yeah stuff too for sure all right baby i'm gonna let you have it Okay. Oh my gosh. All right. So the first part of the question was uh, how long did it take for us to say I love you? And what made you realize that you were in love with him? Okay. So I remember saying it when I was in Puerto Rico before you came and joined me on our first couple's trip, which I did a little reel about this on our Instagram. If you don't follow our Instagram, it's called us on Chronicles podcast. And, um, I, I say that like us taking a vacation together so early in the relationship was such a good idea because you get to see like who somebody really is when you're like in confined quarters like 24 mm. 7 and so we got really like a lot of insight into what it's like to be with each other early on because of that and I was like oh my god this man like he just cleans up after himself he's not a messy person like he's he goes to bed relatively early like mm-hmm. I do like we're just not night owls in that sense yeah. you know we just got to see each other in a lot of different elements and I think that we always say like Puerto Rico made us fall in love because of that because we just had like it was almost like reaffirming the things that we saw glimpses of when we were together but it's like okay this is like for real for real. this is not just like who's he's pretending to be on his best behavior like when we're out on a mm. date so I think that's a really good idea. Like, if you want to get to know somebody, take a fucking trip with them because you'll either hate them or love them by the end of that yes. trip. Or move in with them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, I remember seeing it, I think it was via text mm. first. And um, I was hesitant about saying it because I'm just like, this means a lot. You yeah. know, like, this is a big deal to be like in love after you just like left a toxic thing you know and you're just like fuck am i really gonna allow this shit to like happen again Mm. but i just couldn't fight it like i once we got over my toxicity about like just the fear of being loved and vulnerable again i would jumped in like Mm. head first because i'm like i'm not gonna fuck this up because of my past Mm. and i think a lot of people can feel almost like they start self-sabotaging because they're afraid of like being hurt again and honestly being in love is probably one of the most vulnerable states that you can be as a person you know you were handing over your heart and it's like please take care of this yeah but you don't have any guarantees about what that's going to look like so for sure but i know i was in love with you because you made me feel safe and we've talked about that in the past where that was like the number one character trait that i needed to feel in the next relationship is like if i don't feel emotionally safe I'm not fucking doing this. Mm. And every time we've had a disagreement, a discussion, just a difference of opinion, I've never felt judged. I've never felt shamed about my emotions. I'm emotional as fuck. Um, we know. <laughs> I'm like, I, he's never made me feel like dumb about it. He's never made me feel like, you know, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Why do you have to be like that? It's just like, just tell me what's up and we'll figure it out. Yeah. And that for me, was like, yeah, hell yeah, I'm in love with this guy. Like, I'm 
I'm fucking here for this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you guys are so cringe, but in the best way possible. <laughs> and I know, you Ray know, we, we talked about it the other day when my friend Giovanna, shout out to her, was here and we were just talking about our relationships and stuff. And, you know, one thing that I mentioned is that there is still a huge fear for me in regards to going, going back out into the dating world because my last relationship, I felt so unsafe, you know, like I, it got to the point where my life was almost lost. And there's just still this huge block that I have, this wall of like, yeah, I want that relationship. But then it's like, oh, my God, what if it happens again? Mm -hmm. And that's the huge thing that's like stopping me really from even going back out there and starting the dating because dating is exhausting you know it's yeah, like yeah. you really have to be in it especially if you're dating with purpose like yeah it's okay if you're going out there just to you know have sex with people and you know nothing comes of it but for me i'm gonna turn 35 next month and it's like i do want a life partner yeah. i do want someone you know that i can trust with my whole heart but because of the trauma that i went through there's still a huge block for me you know what I mean? Do you feel like some of that comes from not being able to trust yourself to make the right decision again in the future? Can we pause for a second? Yeah. This yeah. <clears throat> I think you loosened it. Like I said, what um, do, do you think that that you have some of that like rooted with not being able to trust yourself to make the, make the right decision again, or maybe you feel like you'll miss the signs and stuff like that? Or no, I know now that I'm gonna be on extra alert. Like the first orange flag that I see, I'm out. It's not oh, even yeah. gonna. Allow allow it to turn red and it's funny because i'm actually working with a life coach shout out to karina um from the one day at a time podcast but she is a relationship coach and i work i'm working with her currently and she really helped me unpack that that it's not really that i don't have trust within myself it's just that i have a fear of feeling that feeling again mm. you know of having that experience again but i know now for me with the amount of work and healing that i've done that there's no way that I will ever attract that type of person again because I've worked on myself so much right. compared to before. Like when I left an eight and a half year long relationship, I didn't do the healing that it was needed in order to heal from that pain. Sure. I used to be the type of person who would jump from one situationship to the next mm -hmm running away from that feeling but this is the first time in my life that i actually sat with that feeling mm -hmm. sat with that uncomfortableness that a lot of people don't want to do right. when they leave a relationship whether it's toxic it lonely, or not you know? yeah yeah, it's yeah. yourself it's a journey only you can take right? absolutely it's like unless i mean people can be through similar things but your whole shit is unique to yourself right yeah so how long have you uh how long have you been single i guess since this whole thing you haven't really messed with anybody since this no guy, one right? i am 100 100 single and celibate hey. so nothing <laughs> since that night march 12 2021 so it's been two and a half years Jeez, wow. yeah it's the I, first time in my life that i've ever been single for this long does it feel like it's been a long time or does it still feel fresh like it's it was like kind of yesterday that this happened you know, it's crazy when we stayed at your Airbnb a couple nights ago, I actually did deal with a trigger that came up that oh, was sure. super unexpected. Me and my daughter, she's here on vacation with me too. And late night, we were hungry. We went to go to McDonald's to get something to eat. And when I'm driving off, I see the silhouette of a man standing in the parking lot of McDonald's. Mm. And for some reason, that silhouette triggered me to the night of when everything happened and my ex was chasing after me uh, when i got in my car PTSD hit. that ptsd hit 
the minute we got back into your driveway, I just broke down because I Damn. felt like my body was back in that moment. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that a lot of us survivors of trauma, whether it's domestic violence or, you know, any type of abuse, like those triggers is the hardest part. Right. Because you don't know when they're going to come up. You don't know what they are, right? No. Right. Like the physical wounds eventually healed, but that emotional wound is going to be there forever. Damn. And that's been the hardest part for me. So... Yeah, because I was going to ask about um, how you were feeling about uh, Janice's last situation, just like the way that it, the way that it had to kind of wrap itself mm -hmm. up and stuff like that. And I know that you came down here to kind of be with her and yeah. stuff like that. Did you? Did you? Did you feel any similarities? I know hers wasn't necessarily physical, right? right. But yours wasn't only physical no, either. No, so, absolutely. Like, did you feel some similarities in there? Because was your was the last guy? Was he? unfaithful too Is oh yeah there was so okay. much so, so all of that, yeah there was a bunch of similarities of domestic abuse yes too, that's yes like, that shit fucks people up yeah so. and that's the thing that when people talk about these types of relationships they think it's only a broken nose a black eye you're in the hospital but a lot of these relationships start off like a slow drip it's the emotional abuse it's the verbal it's the manipulation it's the cheating which me and janice both dealt with luckily for her it never got physically abusive but you know i say all the time that and it sounds crazy for me to say this being a survivor but i would rather the physical abuse as opposed to the mental and emotional, because that shit, like I said, it stays with you forever. Right. You know, it's not a wound that 20 years from now, I'm not going to deal with it. I am going to deal with mm -hmm. it, you know, but eventually the physical wounds went away, but that's the hardest part. So the next part that I want to ask you, you know, we're talking about the healthy relationship after the toxic one. So how have both of you been helping each other heal from your past traumas from your last relationships? Okay, you want me to go first? Um, for me, my last situation was um, kind of physical and, and was a lot of um, verbal like arguments and stuff like that, um, kind of sparked out of nowhere. So I guess the stability that your sister has has probably been really good um, for me. Because my last one, it was like waking up, you didn't know if they were going to be in a good mood or what was going to be, yeah. you know, what kind of situation you were going to come home to, mm -hmm. you know, that, that moment you put your key in the door and you're like, you know, what, what, what kind of person am I going to see? Yeah. Walking um, on eggshells. Hell Same yeah. For yeah. Me. Yeah. You never really know what, uh, what's going to happen. Like the triggers, right? I mean, mm -hmm. everybody has their triggers. And so yeah, the stability for me has been, that, that's been the, the real refreshing thing. And then, um, I think probably how like emotional, like open, open that we've become because um, I've always been real open like that I, 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 I was raised my dad would have like family discussions and stuff so I was always taught that everybody has a voice everybody's you know equal and you know mm. everybody has a different side to certain things so um, in my last situation it wasn't really able to be like that I mean sometimes kind of but not really you know because they didn't really know how to deal with their own emotions or whatever the case is so I think that the stability and just like the God, I just feel like it's like would come down to be like honesty, you know mm. what I mean? Just because of, of how honest we are with our emotions and stuff. Yeah. So, Janice, what about you? What has, how is Ray helping you heal your past trauma? Oh my God, where do we start? <laughs> we ain't got number time. I don't think I know everything. <laughs> well, you know that one of the things that I talked about, like in the beginning of our relationship, was this feeling of lack of emotional like uh, safety. 
of just being able to like talk about things and not be gaslit into believing that like I'm somehow the fucking problem, right? Like I'm cheating on you, but it's because of you. Or you know, like why do they always do that? Because they're fucking narcissists. Yes, I mean, let's be honest, <laughs> they are fucking narcissists. Yes. But you know, you really do start thinking like that. You are the fucking problem, mm -hmm. and that the way to solve it is to just shut up and not complain and not have anything to say. Yeah, and. I, as a result, and not just because of my past relationships, but I think also um, because of how our family dynamic was, yeah. it, w it wasn't really like an environment that encouraged openness no. and emotional intelligence. Like you just didn't really have a space to like talk about your feelings yeah. in a way that like you weren't going to see some fucking reaction from somebody. Right. It was just yelling and screaming yeah. or the silent treatment. Right. And yeah. it's like both of those are not productive ways of dealing with your emotions. And right. so I, as a person gravitate and default to just shutting up and shutting down. Same. And you've seen that. Yeah. Right. Well, like when I'm feeling some type of way, like I'm not, it's hard for me to just even say that I'm having some sort of reaction. Mm. And then you are not the type of person that likes that. So you're like, we're not going to just sweep shit under the rug and pretend like we're going to yeah, be cool. That, yeah. He's not going to let me just walk off and have a fit and just, you know, have a tantrum or just like emotionally shut down and be passive aggressive. And like, we're not doing that. So you guys are not the type to go to bed angry. No. Yeah, absolutely not. That's He's good. like, what's wrong? He's when? very perceptive of how my mood changes. And I think it's because I am when I'm good, I'm good. And so when things are off, like, you know, right away, right. you know, it's not like the RBF is real. <laughs> yeah, but it's not hard to see. Yeah. Right? It's not hard yeah. to see an, an energy change when you know what somebody's like, normal state is and then you're just like, Oh, there's some weird shit happening. Yeah. Here. Yeah. So you call me out on it, which I appreciate. And I've gotten so much better at just talking about how I'm feeling and not letting it bottle up and build up because that never leads to anything productive. Um, and I think the second thing is you've just helped me like feel way more confident. Mm. So I, you know, one of the biggest things that I think people don't understand when you get cheated on, that shit fucks with your entire mental spirit. Mm -hmm. Like you start feeling ugly. You start feeling like not good enough. You yeah. just start feeling like, ew, like clearly there's something wrong with me. Mm -hmm. And the level of confidence that I am experiencing with you, you're just like very affectionate. You are always telling me I'm beautiful. You're always holding my hand. You're always looking for a reason to kiss me. Just like, and I don't have to do anything to initiate that. It's just like genuinely who he is. Mm -hmm. It's, such a, a nice refreshing thing to just feel desired and to know that like there is nothing wrong with me mm. it's just i was in a fucking relationship that had me all fucked up right and um yeah it's been it's been eye-opening just to see like how i've been able to reevaluate and reshape like how i feel about myself because i'm being loved properly mm. and i don't think you can experience that unless you put yourself out there right? right like i one of the things i always say is like you can do a lot of the self-work right you can heal a lot of that shit but when it comes to figuring out how to have healthy conflict how to deal with your emotions how to make space for somebody else like you have to do that in, in relationship right. there's only so much healing you can do on your own right yeah 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 i have a, I have a quick question about the infidelity and the, the infidelity thing um, I know it's a super common thing for people to step out and mainly men as well too, but when you got cheated on, um, was there ever like a, regardless of them trying to gaslight you into thinking that you were the problem, did you like do any like self-reflecting to see what 
could have added to that like maybe um maybe you guys weren't as physical as often as you used to be or you think they were just kind of like just just made that way to be a cheater I, i've always been curious what makes people like feel the need to step out I've, I've met some some guys in my life that they just kind of have that dog in their dna right yeah. they just they just can't help but always have wandering eyes and whatever and i you know pursue that and then um other guys i feel like they or other people they get to the point where they're just like look we're not having sex anymore mm -hmm. you know I, it's like i don't want to always be the one engaging it and then when i'm engaging it it feels like she's doing it because she has or they're doing right. it because they have to and right. that, that's a gross feeling too yeah <laughs> i just didn't know if if you guys did anything that maybe you were like well maybe if i did this different it wouldn't have happened or were they just I mean, I guess regardless, they were still pieces of shit, but I'm just trying to figure out yeah. if maybe... No, you know, I mean, for me, thinking I'm back to the last to relationship, like, he was just a piece of shit to begin with. <laughs> and I didn't realize that until later on in the relationship. Like, this was a habitual thing that he did, even with exes before. Um, but, you know, just the shit that I found in his phone was just ridiculous. Like, it was crazy, the shit that I found. And this is just, like, a pattern for him. Just the same way, like, when we ran his background check, he's done this same exact thing time and time again. So... Regarding my situation, like that is who he is at his core. And I don't think he's ever really taken the accountability within himself to be like, maybe I need to change my ways. You know, when I think about how I was in the relationship, I was very much a people pleaser. I was very much, I'm willing to do anything to make this work to the point that he wanted me and his ex to be a throuple. Right. Which yeah yes so like crazy. the same bitch that he talked so much shit about the woman who put him in prison was the same one that he cheated on me with and wanted us to be a whole you know sister wife situation you're just like listen, it's crazy i'm just glad that you know it's you that guys fucking gemini shit <laughs> No. Oh no no no! I I may have been ignorant in a lot of things, but that's one thing that I was like, "There's no fucking way I would ever." So I I've asked yeah. I've asked Janice this in the past, where I brought it up about like that. There's with our exes, I know that it's a lot of like pain and stuff associated with them. But do you do you recall like what? was good about it what got you hook line and sinker oh yeah it, you know was oh there yeah love bombing and stuff or was he actually really good was he sweet yeah no stuff? in the beginning i literally thought i found the one you know like this was my third serious relationship second time that i'm living with someone and and it was great in the beginning mm -hmm. we communicated effectively you know i thought anytime we had an argument in my last relationship i was used to name calling blocking you know sweeping shit under the rug but with him we actually talked things out in the beginning mm. and it was very much a lust driven relationship like the day after i met him we had sex, sure, sure. right? Five days after that, I'm falling in love with you. Mm. Two weeks after that, we're boyfriend and girlfriend. Two weeks after that, we move in. So Jeez. it's very much like, a, and this was during COVID. Yeah. Wow. This is during quarantine. So then the world's locked down and we're around each other 25, eight, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it just progressed very quickly, but it was very much surrounded. I don't really think I was in love with this man. I was obsessed. Mm. And I had this, yes, it was definitely an infatuation and a longing of not wanting to be alone mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because that was something about the old Leanne that was very much a codependent person in relationships sure. and hated the thought of being alone. So I got attention from someone who I thought was so attractive, 
I felt like he was out of my league back then. Like, oh my God, this man is so attractive. Why does he want me? Yeah, that's a weird mind. Yeah. Right. So I'm just going to like latch on to him forever mm-hmm. and just deal with the bullshit that came with him. But slowly, like I said before, it was like a slow drip of like the mask that he was wearing started to come off. And, you know, spending 24 7 with someone, you can only pretend to be yeah. this great person until you're not. Something's going to happen. Yeah. You know? Something's going to get triggered. Oof, you know, it happened. Full of all kinds of ups and downs. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, geez. All right. So, I guess my, uh, my final question about <clears throat> anything like that would be if, if you could go back and change that phys- that 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 thing that demon that he had inside him would you like like if you could go back and and he just didn't have that side i would do you think you guys would still be together to this day or do you think like mm. the infidelity and stuff would have happened oh that's a good like, question if he wasn't physical do you think you would have still just been thugging it out i think he was a piece of shit because he has 20 year fucking track record of being a piece of shit but that's just my opinion <laughs> All right, there exactly. you go. <laughs> yes. No, you know, it's hard to say because I'm not the same girl that I was when I met him. Right? You Big. Even find that shit attractive. No, like, not, like, nothing about him now is attractive to me. Even when I think about my last relationship, I'm just like, ew. <laughs> like, what the fuck was I thinking? Right, right? right. But I didn't, like I said before, take the time to heal and sit in my shit and be like, what is it about Leanne that is attracting these, this same type of man that in a different body? Crazy. Right. So think like being the woman that I am now, he would have zero fucking access to me. Mm-hmm. Like there's no way the old Leanne, she thugged it out for 10 months. Right. She dealt with the bullshit because right. she hated herself. Mm-hmm. She didn't know what self-love meant. She didn't know what it was to trust herself or to value herself. She felt like this was all that she was worth. Mm-hmm. So that's why she continued taking on the bullshit. Mm-hmm. And it had to be, for her back then, it had to be something really dramatic, like almost losing my life for me to wake the fuck up. Right. You know what I mean? So, But now... You can't even fucking breathe next to me, okay? I, I was uh, I was listening to your friend Giovanna's story, right? Um, and her, you know, people tend to like what you were talking about, kind of have this this trend of atta- of of dealing with the same stuff with different people or whatever, mm-hmm. maybe attracting same, them. Same man, different dick. So I, I was I was wondering while I was talking to, to your sister, I was like, um, I wonder if if it's not the people that Giovanna is attracting, what if she's doing something that's bringing that part of them out? Right. So like, no matter who you put in front of her, maybe she's got some way of picking or nagging or triggering or like she, she must know what she's doing. Mm -hmm. There's a pattern there. That's probably like sparking this fire in this person. They're like, dude, I've never acted like that before, but this, this bitch gets the shit out of me. I don't know what it is. Right. We've all had that. Right. We're like, I don't, I've never, acted like this before but this bitch gets the mm-hmm. shit out of me i don't know yep so i i just do you feel like you have anything that that you were doing or oh absolutely you're so much more mature and grown now too yeah. it's like hard to even compare like what you were doing at yeah. 21 22 years old oh no like, well this was two and a half years ago so i was in my 30s even the first one though right like, <laughs> yeah yeah, you know, yeah. It's, yeah it's hard to be like well I'm, maybe i was doing this or doing that. yeah you know? no for sure and i think that's the hardest part when it comes to the whole healing journey, like I talk about accountability so much on my podcast. Mm. And I think that's one of the 
stepping stones for you to really start to get your shit together like i knew for me there was something about leanne that was attracting this type of toxic partner there was something about there was a huge lack within me Mm -hmm. that i felt like this was the best that i could get Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until i like i said before sat in my own shit Mm -hmm. and took accountability and be like you know what Bitch, you were toxic too. Yeah. Like, I don't want to make it seem like I'm this angel and I never did anything because I was very toxic too. Right. We all have some toxicity within us. But I think what's the most important part is that self-awareness and being like, you know what? There is something about me that I need to work on. And the only person who can make that happen is me. Mm-hmm. I can't find that in someone else to try and fix, you know? Um the other night when we were on the couch and I was kind of like asking you a little bit about where your head was at as far as the dating game, yeah. do you have like um, a chalk line, like timeline of like what like what you would hope? I mean, like for your daughter, right? I mean, yeah. we won't get into exactly how old she is, but, you know, she'll be leaving the house within like the next five, six years-ish, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, are you waiting to like, are you just like kind of focusing on getting her out of school and like into whatever she's going to do and then focus on that? Or are you like willing to, do you have a timeline? I guess is the question. I haven't really thought about it. I know that the next time I do have someone in my life, it's going to be a while before she's ever introduced to them because I made that mistake in the last relationship. Like she met him under some really fucked up circumstances. Our dad broke his leg. She had to fly down here when I was living out here. Mm. And it was just not a good time, especially with COVID going on. But I'm going to be super safe with her to make sure, like, the next person that you meet, that's it. That's yeah. going to be the last one. Yeah. And as however long that takes... I don't care. Mm -hmm. But my mentality now is like, like I told you when we were having that chat, I don't even have it in my radar right now to put myself back out there because I'm still focusing on me. I'm still worrying about me getting my career together, getting my physical together, you know, my mental, my spiritual, all that. Like, I'm so focused on Leanne right now that I'm not willing to share that with anyone else. Hey, that's the self work we were talking about, yeah. like how high value person, right? Mm-hmm. High value individual. That's like the yeah. that's the healthy high value yeah. is like the mental clarity and, and the health and everything like that, mind, body, soul, yes. spirit, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I want to ask you guys a question. Yeah, go for it. So I want to know, because it sounds like rainbows and butterflies right now, but it's not always that way, right? Yeah. Let's keep it 100. 100 yes. So what has been the biggest struggle you've both experienced in this relationship? How long have y'all been together? It'll be six months okay. in a couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. The biggest thing for me was not letting the past affect my present. Mm. Like, we have definitely had... I don't want to say arguments because they've never been combative. We've had disagreements for Mm -hmm. sure. And I think the biggest one that stands out to me was around something that you did that was very like innocent and innocuous, like, but for whatever reason, it triggered in me like this feeling of you're not being a hundred percent honest. And I was like, why, why didn't you tell me this? And it was just like, well, I just, it just didn't seem like a big deal. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, you know, I started fucking spiraling. I'm like, oh, he's a fucking liar. Oh, here we go again. Here we got this guy got bullshit. a second fucking yeah. life going on. Okay. He got a whole ass, a second identity. Yeah, she even pulled up. I did. I did pulled pull up. Oh, I pulled you did up. the pull up? Yes. Oh, shit. Damn, bitch, you toxic. I pulled up. I was like, <laughs> what? How come you didn't tell me? Da, 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 da. No, I wasn't like that. But I was like emotional about it because I'm like, I'm not going to be fucking lied to again. Mm. This is not happening. Mm. And if this is who you're going to be, I'm out. Mm. 
So, you know, obviously we talked through the whole thing and I, it was just a huge misunderstanding. And I was just like, mm. okay, bitch, like we're going to need to manage our emotions a little yeah. bit. We're going to need to stop jumping to fucking conclusions. Yeah. Well, I will say one thing, though. It wasn't, <clears throat> I definitely didn't like gaslight you into thinking that it wasn't a big deal because I guess it was. No, you did apologize. Yeah, but it was, it was, it was a big deal because, so what happened, folks, was that <clears throat> I was at my house, at her house. And I was. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ish. She was at she was at her house. Edit that out. And I was supposed to work that day. Well, I didn't really sleep too much that night. Whatever the case is, I just ended up calling off and using a PTO day for that day. But I didn't let her know that I had taken the day off. Right? I I was at the house. I was just vegging out, like kind of like doing the cave thing. Yeah. And and so I I not only did I not tell her that I didn't go to work, but I didn't. I didn't really, I didn't really talk to you throughout the day either. Cause I was kind of like in and out of napping and stuff like that. Right. So, and I think it was like, it must've been around maybe like seven or something like that, that I was like, it was the whole day was over. And then she was like, where are you at? And I'm like, I'm at the house. And she's like, how are you at the house if it's seven? And I'm like, Oh, like I called off today. Mm. And that's when she's like, you, mm-hmm. you called off. You didn't tell me. And I'm like, no, I, you know, whatever. And then she's like, well, that's fine. I'm like 10, 10 minutes away from your house anyways. And I'm like, Okay, here Damn. we go. So, but but it, it was it was rightfully so to trigger yeah. her that way. But I definitely didn't like gaslight her into being like, "Oh, you're tripping, you're bullshitting." I I did own it. I was like, "I, you're right." I I was just so used to doing my own thing, mm. kind of. I guess, but mm-hmm. I never really had to answer to anybody other right. than my job. So I was like, "All right," but she was right about that. That was like when she showed up too. She wasn't a she wasn't like angry, but like just like the fear in her eyes. Mm. She was super scared. So I was like. That's when I kind of was like, I got to be way more. It was, I shouldn't have done it. It was fucked up. I shouldn't have done it because yeah. that was like, if that, if that had have happened, I mean, was that two, three months ago, two months ago, yeah. something like that? If that were to happen now or even like a year into the relationship, then that would be super sketch, right? That'd right. be one of those things where you're like, we tell each other everything. What the fuck, you know? Um, so, yeah, I, I do own that, but I just, yeah. I think it was one of those situations where, like, when you're used to being on your own, right, and you just are, you're used to moving in a certain way, 
it does take some adjustment, a transition period for you to figure out how to be in relation. You're just not going to move the same way. And this is one of the things that we were talking about with regards to, um, again, marriage at first sight, where there's a couple and the girl has a lot of male friends. Mm. Basically, like the chick's always hanging out with a bunch of dudes and her husband's kind of just like, that's cool that you were doing that. Like you were falling asleep on your friend's couches and shit, but we're married now. Like I'm going to need you to move differently just out of respect for us. Right. So I think it was one of those situations where like there was no malintention. It's just like, well, I'm just used to living on my own and not really having to like fucking answer to anybody. And I totally get that. Um, So it's just, it's one of those things that we encountered it. We talked through it. You owned your shit. I was also just like, I also need to not jump to conclusions and make it feel like you're doing shit out of malice because that's how I, I was so used to being in an environment where, yeah, everything was done out of just because he's an asshole. Facts. And it wasn't um, fair to take it to that level that now, oh, you're a fucking liar. Yeah. Well, you know, that, that comes down to having a healthy conversation, right? Because, you know, she had the right to freak out the way that she did. And then I could I, I could have technically had the right to be like, we just started fucking talking. I don't really owe you anything. Right. Like, as far as like, whatever, being open about what I want to do for my day off or whatever. But having the healthy communication and hearing why she was so triggered and then her hearing me out and just being like... I, my, I, I should have, I should have done it, mm-hmm. right? I should have done it. I didn't realize that it was gonna, you know, look like that or whatever. Because um, I'm not, I, I've never been a cheater. I've ne- I don't really have to say that, but like, I, I've never, I've always been a relationship guy. So I don't really, I don't really move. I don't really have like the cheater mentality. Mm-hmm. So I think that if I had the cheater mentality. <clears throat> maybe I would have bullshit her and told her that I was at work or something just because I didn't want to have the conversation of why I'm calling off or something. Right. Because right? I was maybe a little depressed, had some anxiety, whatever. I'm just like, I'm going to turn off to the world today. Maybe I didn't want to have that conversation with her or whatever. Right. But now that uh, with the healthy communication is, and I already know with you and your next relationship is going to be like that. Oh, yeah. I'm sure your criteria, I was joking with your sister when we <laughs> left Oxford Exchange. I was like, the next man that your sister gets, <laughs> he's going to have to deal with so much, like, yes. in a good way, right? Yeah. But it's going to be, this man's going to have to really earn this shit. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. For you sure. know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, I, I think that, uh, like you said, with that being said, the next one will probably be, you know, the one for life. I hope right? so. Yeah. Do you think that the hurdle is too high mm. at this point for anybody? Yeah. Like, can anybody break down that wall? Honestly, for me, it would just depend on how they make me feel initially. Mm-hmm. Like if I was telling this to Aubrielle, that's my daughter's name, by the way, like that feeling when you have the butterflies in your stomach, like I don't want that feeling because that is like a sense of anxiety. Like I'm on, you know, I'm on defense like, oh, this person is making me feel unsafe. I want, if someone makes me feel a sense of calm and that I don't need to be on 10 or I don't need to be on alert, that's going to be a green flag for me. That's how I'm going to know, like, okay, maybe this one could be a potential that I could work with. Because you're not like, I think the butterfly thing is like one of those feelings that you do get when you're like, 
what's gonna happen i am so confused there's like no clarity here you know that's what i lived in my last relationship yeah oh i was breadcrumbed i was gaslit i had all those things i remember at a point in time before i got physically abusive i woke up anxious every single Mm. day oh my god me too every single morning getting ready for work like i wanted to throw up i thought i was just an anxious person no i thought that's just what it is i was like oh no i was actually in a fucking toxic environment that yes. was bringing, like i'm i don't have anxiety yeah i was in an environment that was producing that yes and Same. it was such, such a fucking wake-up call because it was such a long time i was together with this guy for 16 years yeah. that I, that's the identity that i assumed i'm just i'm just an anxious person shit just sets me off i'm always fucking panicking yeah. about something i'm always waiting for the ball to drop and it's like I don't feel any of that shit with you. I don't wake up anxious. Yes. I actually got a good night fucking sleep. Yes. That's the, that is what I'm looking for Mm -hmm. in my next relationship. So yes, my standards are very high, but that's because I know who the fuck I am now before I didn't know who I was. Right. That was going to be my next question is, um, do you feel like you, do you feel like you know exactly what you offer to a man? Um, like, because you're just you're working on yourself so much right and and trying to get past the trauma Mm -hmm. um but do you have like a list in your head of the things that you do offer for a man that would make you worth it you know because they they, like she said the hurdle is going to be pretty hard Mm -hmm. right but on the back end of that hurdle are you confident in what the man's going to gain out of you that like uh, the tools that you possess to be a good woman for a man do you feel like you have enough in the bag that it's going to be worth it because mm. I feel like if if you didn't have that, then the hurdle is going to seem astronomical right. for anybody, right? Yeah. Because you're like unsure of what he's going to get out of mm-hmm. it, right? I mean, what if people like even think about that? Because they're always thinking about like, what do I get? Right, but, but it's like, what right. do you have to offer? Like, because right. I know if if I was working for you, right, I, I I eventually I would have a conversation and be like, well, what's behind the curtain, though? Mm. You know, like what am I? what am I working so hard to get? Mm, right. Yeah. Especially if it's not just a physical thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't know. It's just food for thought. I've never, I've never <laughs> thought about that. I know I wrote out working with my coach. I wrote out like, what do you want in a man? Mm. And I wrote like three pages of physical, mental, emotional, of what I'm looking for. And I know that if what I'm looking for, I need to reflect that back. Right. right? Like I need to be the person that I'm aspiring to find. Mm. I can't be a toxic person because that's how I attracted the toxicity. Right. Mm. So if I want someone who is emotionally intelligent, I need to be that same way too. If I want someone to make me feel safe, I need to be that for them as well. Mm -hmm. So really it's just leading with that, like leading with what I'm looking for and that naturally attracting to me. But I, like I know that. what the fuck I bring to the table. Right. I think that that would be good for some of the viewers out there, too, yeah. actually, because I'm just thinking about this. Um, I might even try to put a, a, a list together myself, but just what, why you would want to be with you. Why are you like, that's what, a good journal like, prompt. Yeah, like, why do you, why, what, why are you worth it? Regardless mm. of what, you know, what you want and what you deserve, blah, blah, blah. But what is that person going to get? Because you are a reward, right? That's really what Thanks. you what you what you are. Yeah. So I think that it'd be good for anybody to be out there. Just think about, especially if you're single or something. I think it's good to just kind of like instead of focusing on what you want, maybe look at what you offer, mm. and maybe that would change kind of what you want. Maybe you're like, oh, I thought I wanted this because that's like a societal thing, right? You but it, Period. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 I want to end it with this final question, since you guys are in the healthy relationship <laughs> what has being in this relationship taught you guys about yourself i think she probably has more uh <laughs> more on this one <laughs> um what it's 
what it's really what it's really taught me about myself <clears throat> um i think that it just really reassured me that um i wasn't who i who i who i was in my last relationship or what i was made to be or like what whatever that version of me was that was also a covid relationship right that was march of 2020 and then mm. it <clears throat> lasted all the way up until like a year ago now so it's um I don't know. I think that I think that it just really I kind of got I lost myself a little bit. You know, it's like kind of like being interrogated um, and gaslit. Right. You're kind of gaslit into thinking that you're this type of person mm -hmm. or that you have the potential to be this person. Like, you know, I have this like door that's opened up. You're like, wow, I didn't even know I had that or whatever. So I think that I think that's what it was. It just really reassured me that uh, I, I wasn't I wasn't who I was in the last relationship. You know, I just what that kind of brought me back to my core yeah as far as that i guess i would say oh that's so N no cute sales pitch. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually i i would say the same thing too but um it's honestly just been like a rediscovery process of reminding myself like who i am at my core when i'm not under fucking constant stress and anxiety and abuse and stuff it's like oh wow like i'm actually capable of love mm. instead of whatever the hell that was yeah. you know um, because i think every time that one of these things happens it's like you become less and less confident in yourself about like your ability to discern what's good yeah. or what's not right and this has been a good lesson for me of just like oh i'm actually capable of having a healthy relationship it's all about not just like the work that i've done on myself but also like who i decide to do the work with mm. Uh, because in the beginning of like my dating process, I was definitely still attracting the same sort of person. Yeah. And I had to kind of get sick of my own shit and just be like, okay, um, maybe that just feels familiar, but that's also not the shit that's worked. So like, what are we going to do different? And mm. I think that's one of the reasons why you scared me off in the beginning because you were so different that I was like, I don't even fucking know what to do with this. Right. This is too much. Um, there's too much genuine you know emotions being here <laughs> like i'm just used to the fuckboy energy of just yeah. like bare minimum effort and you know ghosting and breadcrumbing and all that shit so i'm like let's not do this shit again because <laughs> right. i'm not getting any younger yeah. and i'm really not trying to fucking just continuously have failed relationships and bullshit you know well that's the definition of insanity right doing the same thing over and over again expecting yeah. a different result so yeah. you had to move a little bit differently yes I, I did want to say another thing too about um, about my my past thing and like and what she's done for me. I think a good analogy for it is like freeing up bandwidth, mm. right? Because I was so consumed with the past and the traumas or whatever, and who was at fault, who wasn't, what actually happened, just replaying all that shit in my head all the time. That I, I it was just always in the back of my mind. You know, it was like having debt or like you know something on your credit or something. You're like, ah, there's just that fucking thorn, right? Um, and then once I was able to get with somebody that kind of freed me up of that like now my my bandwidth has opened up a little bit more and now i can you know focus on on all kinds of other things in my life that i that really deserve my attention mm. and my energy versus just this thing that i catch myself glossed over in traffic and i'm like reliving some bullshit memory for no reason mm. you know it's just like always there yeah and catching me in my it's like dealing with some type of demon you know just catching me in my in, in my random times and uh, so now that my, my bandwidth is freed up, I, I genuinely don't think about the past that much anymore. Yeah. Um, I, I bring up examples and stuff sometimes when we're riding around. We're talking about 
you know, a part of town or a restaurant or something or, you know, just something. And, and, and I've had to kind of like try to like stop associating, well, my ex this or my ex's family that. Yeah. Like, that shit gets old. She had to check me about it a, maybe like a week or two ago. And she was like, you got to stop talking about her. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. Because mm-hmm. I'm not even talking about her to talk about her. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not even thinking about her. I'm like talking about an example of like how her family was or right. the last time I've been to this place was, you know, so it's just one of those things right. that I have to be a little more cognizant about because like once I get all of that out of there, then I'm, I feel like I'm feel like I lost weight. Yeah. You got to declutter your, your spirit. So I, I just thought of one more question that I want to ask you guys. So, you know, especially for the listeners too, like what would be a piece of advice, say for me, someone who's single, who is a little hesitant about putting yourself back out there because of your past trauma, but really wants to find their person being that you guys are in the healthy relationship now, like what would be a piece of advice that you would tell the listeners? Mm, Okay. So mine is going to be, you really need to stop letting the past have a say in your future Mm. because it's really easy to default to victim mode where it's like, all this shit has happened to me. Everybody in the world is terrible. You know, you hear a lot of that narrative. Men are trash. Every man is fucking trash. It's just better being single. Uh, The dating pool is full of pee, you know, like the whole fucking thing. And I'm just like, if you're coming into the world of dating with that energy, Bitch, just sit your ass down because you are not ready. Yes. Okay? Yeah, that negative ass energy is not the way to go. Yeah. You really have to be like, this is a clean slate, and my best revenge is being happy despite the shit that's happened to me. And that's how I approach it. I said, fuck that. Everything that I've been through is not going to be for me to be a sad fucking cat lady that is alone forever and is never going to experience love because I just, you know, I'm too fucking traumatized. No, I'm going to pursue happiness and I'm going to fucking be so in love and I'm going to find somebody who is like so worthy of me because of all the shit that I've been through Mm. because I fucking deserve that. Yes. Come on. Preach. Yes. (laughs) And that's what you attracted, right? Exactly. Yeah. Damn, I mean, just like that. <laughs> um, well, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna uh, kind of use that crutch that I was just talking about a little while ago about really identifying what you offer and what you bring to the table. Is I think that rooted in that whole little thing is like you're gonna, you're gonna find self love too, right? Because if you're actually paying attention to yourself and like what you bring to the table and all that, I mean, it's. You know, you might not be aware of certain things or whatever. Maybe you don't want to address certain things. And all of that is like really kind of patting yourself on the back. I'm like, you know what? I I, I can love somebody, right? Or I, I have a big heart or I would bend over backwards for somebody or whatever, you know? So right. I think that um, my advice would just be like above everything else, just try to figure out exactly who you are and what you offer and, and if you would want to be with you. Mm. And, I, and if you don't want to be with you, then... Good news is you can change a lot of shit. So, I mean, there's a lot of shit you can change. I mean, you know, it is what it is. So. Yeah. yeah. And I do want to add that whole self-work thing. Like, uh, can you share with us some of the work that you've done? Because I think, you know, when it comes to what you should be doing after a relationship, a lot of people just default to downloading some apps and like, let me get some fucking distractions. But what do you recommend <laughs> as somebody who is actually, you know, helping people on that self-love journey what should they be doing yeah so the biggest thing for me was one accountability like i said before realizing that there was some shit about me that i had to work on and the biggest thing that i did differently was not using someone as a distraction Mm. 
not downloading an app and finding someone just to fill the void of me feeling that loss that comes with the relationship relationship because it really is a loss right right? yeah oh i was the queen of rebounding with people (laughs) you know but i think the biggest lesson that i've learned about myself is that i actually do enjoy my own company And I never realized that before. I always needed to have someone in my life. And, you know, like we said before, the definition of insanity is doing the same shit over and over. And if I was going to go down that rabbit hole again of meeting someone new and them turning out to be a piece of shit, like, I did not want to do that. So I told myself, bitch, you're going to do something completely different. Like, we're going to shut this down. We're going to go within. We're going to feel the feelings. We're going to cry. We're going to scream. We're going to work with professionals. You got my first life coach for me. Shout out to Erica Kramer from the Queen of Confidence. That really helped me a lot. But, like, really talking about the shit that I went through was the stepping stone for me to start healing my shit, which is how my podcast was born, Watch Us Thrive, right? Like really talking about that situation and realizing that I wasn't alone. I can't believe how many women, especially men too, but how many women are suffering in silence in these types of abusive relationships. And it wasn't until I decided to speak up and share my truth that I've been able to help others in their own. So I think, you know, just Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you not pretending to be this perfect person and not distracting yourself with these outside noise and like you just got to go in within like really deep into that shadow that we tend to push to the side we don't want to bring it to the light but that's how you really start to heal yourself by sitting in your own shit 
And get some therapy, y'all. Yes. And if you do need therapy, you can reach out to our BetterHelp partner at betterhelp.com slash corazon for 10% off your first month. Because let me tell you, we all have shit we got to deal with. Mm. And sometimes you're just not qualified to do it alone. So if you want to work with a professional and you can do therapy from anywhere in the world, from your phone, your computer, go to betterhelp.com slash corazon for your 10% off. Yes. Get that. <laughs> do you guys have the, the Reddit do you have one for this episode uh, i can pull one up let's do it because this was a heavy conversation so let's lighten it up a little bit bit. (laughs) (laughs) um um, well while she finds one your your family dynamic growing up do you feel like you had a good example of what a a man and a husband and a father should be from your father for sure for sure no daddy issues at all no that we didn't grow up in a home that was, there was domestic violence and that's what a lot of society tends to think like oh if you grew up in a home that saw this then obviously okay. you're gonna repeat the cycle but yeah. you know when it comes to domestic violence it affects anyone your race your gender your social status your religion it doesn't matter um but us growing up like the only thing that we really saw was not healthy communication like arguing yes like arguing or shutting down staying in other rooms and then not resolving it so that's something that i carried in my relationships and i know janice did too like i was not a healthy communicator i went from zero to a hundred and then we would just go the next day like nothing happened how are your um was that mainly when you guys were younger or are your are your parents still like that now i would assume that because you guys are grown and out of the house and everything like that like they've i feel like they probably don't have much to really bicker about too much right yeah no i definitely not as much as way more chill now yeah and i don't want to paint the picture that like they were arguing every single night because that's definitely not what it is and i know shout out to mom she listens to the podcast Um, (laughs) but yeah no as far as like growing up it definitely was a home filled with love mm-hmm. you know we were never lacking for anything but i know for sure for me speaking in my experience i did not grow up in a home where i felt like i could voice my opinion uh, without getting in trouble sure. and that traveled into friendships into relationships into all of that kind of had to find your voice later on yeah huh? yeah because yeah. like um, it's crazy because your daughter, like, she's very vocal. Right? Oh, yeah. She's very strong personality, right? She oh, yeah. knows, she knows, like, <laughs> what she wants, what yeah. she doesn't want. She, you know, is not afraid to, like, ask any questions mm-hmm. or anything, right? It's like, she's at that stage now, too, where, um, you know, around the wrong people or something like that you know if someone tries to clown her her for that or tries to make it seem like she's abrasive because she's vocal about what she wants now i get it there's a, a fine line between being like a rude bitch right right, or, right. versus like being a confident strong woman right. and just like voicing your opinion or your your view on something so that was one thing i noticed about about your daughter because i have a sister that's 10 years younger than me mm-hmm. i know that she's what like 15 16 years younger than me yeah. or something like that but um i just look at the younger generation especially the women that are coming up you know um my sister's a lot like that too she's very strong and vocal and, and knows what she wants yeah. and and i've always respected that because i feel like that's going to get her so far but also kind of protect her in relationships because you know the guys that's the the guy that's the bully or the whoever is whoever's the bully right they get with someone who's like that um chances are they're just not going to get with someone who's like that right i mean because they're going to start talking to them at the bar and stuff and just hear how dominant she is when she talks and stuff and they're going to be like oh well she's not going to you know in the back of their mind they're like oh she's not going to take like i'm not going to be able to 
pin her up against the door mm-hmm. by her throat because yeah. she's probably going to, you know, knock my shit out. So yeah. I, I just really respect that about yeah. how you've raised her so far because she's, you. you know, she's good. I know c- certain things are genetic, but yeah. she's got a good head on her shoulders. Thank she knows you. what she wants. I feel like, you know, if, if the military ends up being her thing, I think she'll fucking kill it. Oh, absolutely. You know, the military would be insane, yeah. especially the Navy. Like, that yeah. would be crazy. Yeah, that's that big Leo energy. And, you know, for, for me and my daughter, I've made it a point for us to have such an open relationship when it comes to how we communicate with one another which is not something that I had with my mom growing up like I never felt like I could go to my mom and talk to her about my feelings or talk to her about like it would be just like judgment yeah yeah and with my daughter like she knows everything she knows about the past abusive relationship that, that I was in she knows everything that happened and I'm very proud of that that now she's able to come to me and talk to me about the most intimate personal things in her own life and she feels safe enough to come to me and talk to me about that so how did you ever like how did you ever do like discipline and stuff like for me growing up i grew up with my dad and i I think i got spankings up until like shit maybe five or Mm -hmm. six and then after that it was like you know chores grounding uh taking things away or you know whatever the case is so how have you like done the I mean, have you really had to discipline her? She she doesn't seem like a bad kid, right? No, she doesn't like hang no. with the wrong crowd. She's not no. out there smoking she, weed. No, she she knows because yeah. I tell her I'm like, listen, I want you to learn from my mistakes. I don't oh. want you to go down the same path that I did. Like you know, as far as discipline, me and Janice, like we got our asses beat with the belt. Yeah, did you guys <laughs> like, have to kneel on rice? Did you had to do that Bro. one time, right? The kneeling on rice is crazy. That's abusive. Yeah, that that's shit's like gnarly. wild. Yeah, that shit's crazy. Yeah, no, but I I. I've probably smacked her like three times in my life, Mm -hmm. but that's just because like the wild disrespect, like you're not going to talk to me like I'm one of your friends. Sure. Like, even though we are young, like I had her when I was 20 um, and we do have like a friendship relationship. There's some minutes that she like pushes it a little bit Mm -hmm. and I got to put her back into check. Like I am still mama. Yeah, exactly. At the end of the day. Yeah. I think we like verbally argue more, you know, like, cause if y'all know, if you're a single mother and you have a teenager, it is hard out here. Damn. But yes. <laughs> so as far as like right now, if you had to like do anything, I guess it would be like the cliche, like take the phone or oh yeah, yeah, you just take. The oh phone, yeah, that's it? because that will break her that's world. That's it. Yes. Yes. So what? What would? What warrant? Like. When's the last time you had to do something like that? With her? Last year really? during school because her grades were slipping. Oh, yeah. And she was fucking around with people that she shouldn't have. And Ooh. I found shit in her phone that was not appropriate for back then a 13 year old. Okay. And we had to shut the social medias down. Like I need all of the passwords, like everything. Yeah, yeah. And that was like for a good six months. And that really got her into check. And then and now, like, do you like still keep tabs on her stuff? No. Or you just kind of trust her to. Mm-hmm. Right. And then yeah, I guess you pay attention to who she's hanging out with. right i noticed the change in her like when the things happen it's because she was hanging out with these people that was not appropriate and her energy started to change Mm -hmm. so when that happens it's like okay now i gotta do some digging but for now i mean she's getting older she just turned 14 so now she's really focused on like high school and getting into the navy and all those things so she has a good head on her shoulders now let's go yeah so here is the am I the asshole thread of the week. Oh, God. Am I the asshole for going home without my boyfriend because he wouldn't stop having conversations? Okay. My 24... 
Wait. Okay. So the boyfriend is 27. The girlfriend is 24. And the girlfriend is the one writing in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, they were invited to one of their friend's birthday parties yesterday. I had to work early today, so we agreed on leaving early. Also, my boyfriend broke his foot, so I was in charge of driving. Around 11 p.m., I started to feel tired, so I told him we were going to go soon. He said, yes, let me just finish my conversation, and I said, okay. After five minutes of waiting, I tell him again that I was tired, so we needed to leave. He told me to wait five more minutes. But those minutes quickly turned into 10. Those 10 turned into 20, and those 20 turned into 30 minutes. At this point, I was getting angry because he already promised me that we'd leave early, but now it's close to midnight and he's still talking. I go to him again and tell him if he's having fun and wants to stay, then I can ask his sister to drive him home as it's on her way. He said no and that he was coming with me. I told him that I was really tired and would leave without him if he wasn't there in five minutes. He said he'd be there. It's without surprise that after five minutes he was still not here, but having another conversation with somebody else. I told him one last time that I'm leaving. I guess he didn't hear me because he didn't react. Before I left, I go to his sister and ask if she can drive him home. She said she would, so I thanked her and left. My boyfriend calls me 10 minutes later to ask where I was, and I told him I left because I was tired and he wouldn't leave. He called me an asshole and hung up. He texted me right after and told me I was an asshole for leaving without him, that he was just talking to his friends and it wouldn't have killed me to wait a little bit more. He blocked me right after that and slept at his sister's house. I texted her and she told me he just needs some time to cool down and that me leaving without him really hurt him. No new sins from him or his sister. Was I the asshole for leaving without him? No. He's the fucking asshole. Period. (laughs) Tell me more. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the way that it just escalated, like that just reminds me of not my last relationship, but the relationship before, like, we would have such a petty argument over something so stupid and it would be like, you're a fucking asshole. I hate you. I hope you die. I'm blocking you. Putting up subliminals on social media. And then the next day, it's like, let's unblock and let's just pretend like nothing happened. You know, like that. It's just, I think he was very inconsiderate of her time. She said over and over, we got to get up early the next day. You're crippled. So why are you even at a party to begin with? Yeah, like, go fucking heal your bone that's broken. And the fact that, like, she had to ask him over and over and over, he wasn't respecting her time. He, it was, he, in my eyes, he was being very selfish and just worried about him. And then his reaction was very abusive, in my opinion, too. Like, why did it have to go from zero to a thousand in two seconds? It's giving Jasmine and Gino vibes. Oh. She she tells him. Oh, oh my bro. god, bro! It's like it's like anytime someone resorts to this child's play, yeah. right? And it's yes. like right after something so small happened to you, you're like, "Damn, you're already saying fuck me because you're upset about something mm-hmm. like this is crazy," mm-hmm. you know? And it's like one of those those toxic loves where as much as they love you is as much as they hate you too. Oh yeah, you know, it, it, it's just like they just they're just riding the wave of whatever's happening in the moment. But it's yeah. like it's either a hundred percent this way or a hundred percent that way. It's not really going to be. Um, but anyways, I think that uh, I think that he's the asshole. So yeah, that, for sure. Yeah, I think for me, this is probably not the first time he's come out of phase. This is just the first time she puts it on Reddit. Yep. I'm like, if he's done this shit multiple times in multiple different instances, this is who he is yes. and believe him. Yes. Because believe him the first time. Believe him the first time because he's going to do this shit in all types of ways. Like, I'm sorry, but yeah. this is like way too small of an issue for him to have that level of a reaction to. He has no fucking emotional intelligence no. for me. Leave him. 
burn it down. And plus, you know, I mean, I've got some friends too that if we go out or whatever, it's you know, you pretty much know if they get started talking to somebody else or something like that, you pretty much know that they're going to troop that shit out the rest of the night by themselves, regardless if they ride with you or not. Right. And you kind of have to just like, let that be on them. Um, and so I think that now that she left him this time, maybe he'll heed the warning next time and be like, listen, I don't think my, so. my girl's getting ready to dip. I got to go. I think he's <laughs> going to do it again. Yeah. He's just going to mm-hmm. like, he guess he was just like throwing his power around a little yeah. bit. And then like, and then once he saw that it didn't work, she still bucked. I guess that's when he was like, that well, would let me hurt me her by blocking yeah. her and then staying at my sister's house, but making her think that I'm out here in the streets getting my dick sucked. <laughs> yeah, right, too? bro. Well, she's toxic too, but that's the thing. Like, family's going to have families back. You know what I mean? Like, whether he's wrong or not, she's going to defend her brother regardless, you know? But it's funny because like literally before she left she told the sister hey can you take him home and she said yes she thanked her the whole fucking thing so i'm like oh this is a pattern for y'all y'all are just one person in front of people and somebody else behind fucking closed doors um so are you sure you want to be part of that family i don't know he's probably a gemini (laughs) <laughs> he, he probably he probably was so mad that when his sister was getting ready to take him to the house he right. was probably just like fuck that let me just come stay with you and then she was like all right whatever oh yeah he was she might not even he... yeah she might not even be involved that much but be, i don't know you guilty know. by association yeah <laughs> fuck i mean she's gonna have to ride for her brother no matter yep. what i guess <laughs> well, this is fun yes guys. Thank you for having me. Oh, Absolutely. Great. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for your support. Make sure that you're following not only us at Corazon Chronicles Podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts and on YouTube, but make sure you're also checking out Leanne at the Watch Us Thrive Podcast. Yes. And she's also on YouTube too. Yes, I am. I think that I think that maybe before you guys go, maybe we could film an episode for your podcast. Oh, well, this is going to be one that we're going to post on each other's, right? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. it's going to be a conjoined thing. Promo. Yeah. Damn, how long is the episode? A little over an hour? A little over an hour. Oh, after we get done cutting it out and stuff, so we'll have an hour? I mean, yeah. I mean, you want to just put, a, put the full episode on both channels, or you want to yeah. split it 30 minutes, 30 Hell minutes no. or something? We're going to post this shit everywhere. Fact. I All tag right. everyone. That, that, but, <laughs> hey, you guys need to make sure you go and check everybody out, right? And yes. Even uh, the, 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 um, the relationship coach, right? Oh, you yes. Yes. You know? Yes. Absolutely. Just dropping gems on you guys. Yes. <laughs> and right, leave a you. rating and review, guys. That really helps our show boost to new listeners. So we love the DMs and everything, but leave a rating and review, especially on Apple Podcasts. And I think you said you can do it on Spotify too, right? Yeah. Show, show some love. We'd love to see it. Hell yeah. Adios, amigos. Bye. See ya. <laughs>